This is episode 104 of the Christian Travelers Network. Today we'll be sharing stories of what has been the biggest God moment in all of your travels. Welcome to the Christian Travelers Network, where travel stories, community, and scripture combine. Hey, Christian Travelers. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We are celebrating two years of podcasting, and that is because of you. Thank you so much for listening to us over the past two years. We are so excited because in many of the reviews that you guys have been submitting, you keep saying how much you appreciate hearing other podcast guests travel stories and how they've seen God in their travels. So today, in celebration of two years of podcasting, we're collaging together some of your guys' favorite travel stories, and uh, they're all going to be an answer to the question, what has been the biggest God moment in all of your travels? And there's some pretty great stories, but before I give any of that away, uh, I want to once again point you to our website, christiantravelers.net. There you'll find other faith and travel resources, our email list so that you can get updates when episodes and travel resources come out. And, of course, you can also find links to our social media there. Book your next travel retreat um, and things like that. I also want to celebrate a certain individual who won our Christian Travel Planner. Thank you all for participating. So without further ado, as I went back and looked at some of your guys' favorite travel stories in answer to the question, what has been the biggest God moment in your travels, and we've had far and wide, I noticed a trend of five different things that typically are related to your guys' favorite stories. Something miraculous happened with people, through nature, through individuals' travel fears, through worship, or an experience in the airport. And let me tell you, there's some pretty great fun ones in the airport. So I'm going to introduce you to individuals, and then I'm just going to let them speak for themselves. So our first three individuals whose travel stories center around the people that they encountered with their travels. Naomi, who in episode 60 talked about traveling the world and departing with only $600 to her and her husband's name. Mark Snyder, who talked about short-term missions in episode 28. And Dan Zaner, who in episode 97 talked about getting out and adventuring in ways big and So I want to ask this group again, what has been the biggest God moment in all of your travels? So Jesse and I sat down for about an hour last night trying to think of our biggest God moment <laughs> because <laughs> we don't have big God moments. We have little, little moments, you know, um, mm-hmm. But I would have to say probably Christmas and New Year's. We had Christmas in our small apartment in Turkey, and we had 15 Muslims over having their first ever Christmas. Um, And we talked to them about the differences between our faith and theirs, um, because Muslims do believe that Jesus was a great prophet, 
um, they just don't believe that he is the son of God. So he's still a very revered figure in their faith and in their religion. So just talking to them about why we celebrate Christmas and what he meant to us and then listening to them talk about who the person of Christ means for them in their faith journey was an amazing experience. And as we were all sitting around the table, I just thought to myself, I thought when I left Australia, even when I left New Zealand, I did not think that I would be spending Christmas this way. Like, it was just like God was saying, even when your plans don't happen, there is something better that I have lined up for you. That was just an amazing experience. Uh, from Lithuania, we decided to take a break and went to the beach, which in Lithuania was more like the ground by the river near nearby. So we took a ferry down the river and we're kind of hanging out. And you know how when you're playing, sometimes just you're bored and you start, have you ever done the game where you, you try tracing words on the back of people's backs? It was real yeah. silly, but we were yeah. doing that and we're tracing, you know, it was uh, Mark's turn, I think, and he was tra- tracing English words, obviously, because we didn't know Lithuanian that well at the time. Uh, we were trying to guess what the words were. And it just so happened that there was a student that was there just sitting alone and watched us, probably watched us for 45 minutes to an hour and kept kind of inching closer and closer. And as we got to, as we noticed and got to, got to speak with her a bit, she had a lot of really heavy duty questions. She'd been going through some really difficult times in family and was quite frankly, she was searching for God. And she asked us, why are you here? We were able to say, well, as a matter of fact, we're a group of Americans here, but more importantly, we're a group of people that knows Christ and are convinced that that he is the only way, and we'd love to just talk about him. And so we ended up sharing the gospel with her. She ended up committing her life to Christ. And I'll never forget the last thing she said in very broken English before we got back on the ferry to head back home. She said, you know, I believe God saw me, and he saw you, and he brought us together. Thank you so much. It's very simple, but it was is one of those things where it it had to be God, either that or it just happened. I don't believe it just happened. It's one of those things where God directed our paths. We hadn't planned on going to the beach for the day. It was a spur-of-the-moment thing. She hadn't planned on hanging out with a bunch of Americans for the day and learning how she could know Christ personally. It was She was just there. But God directed our paths together, and there was a life change as a result of it. And you, you just never know how God's going to use you as you just continue to walk with him as closely as you know how. Last year, right before everything locked down, like days before lockdown, um, I did a, a trip with a group of guys to go through what's called the Wild at Heart Basic. So it's four days. You go through a series of sessions with the Wild at Heart team via video. Um, and and it's really awesome. And we went to a, a an Airbnb on a horse ranch in Tennessee for it. And it was just amazing four days of, you know, wrestling with our our hearts and and wounds of the past and spiritual warfare like i literally prayed over a guy there so that one of the sessions is on spiritual warfare and one of the guys got sick like right before that session like he was dealing with some spiritual stuff and i was like okay this is a chance to like put my money where my mouth is here and like prayed over him and like we prayed through you know some 
wounding and like agreements that he was making with things that weren't himself. And like, we actually saw him get better over the, the course of, of a few hours. And he was like, yeah, it was totally because of that prayer that we prayed together. Like, man, that was cool. And then the, the end of the weekend. So every morning there was a, a facilitators briefing. So a special video just for me and the other guy who were running the event. And John Eldridge and his team, you know, talked to you about you know, kind of what to expect for the day and how to prepare. And that last day he was like, you know, it was just John straight on the face. It was like, well done. Like you did it. And it was like, God himself was saying it to me because it was. And, um, you know, I hadn't heard the, you know, the well done kind of message too much. Um, from my dad directly. I mean, I know he feels it and he just doesn't express it always. Um, but like until that moment, I hadn't heard that very often from him. And it was really healing to hear that from God through John on a video. God has certainly shown up in big and exciting ways through people, but he's also shown up through nature. And so next up, we have Tim McFarland, who joined us to talk about COVID-19 from a doctor's perspective when it first hit the United States in March. In episode 93, Skylar Boone joined us to talk about worshiping in hard times. And then in episode 95, Dan Lewigs talked about the importance of spiritual leadership in the household. And today they are answering for us what has been the biggest God moment in all of your travels? Well, I just love science, and it's just amazing to look at how we're made, how our immunity keeps us as well as it does, um, how some people, I think, oh, well, I'm a scientist, I can't have a faith, because I study science, and science is what's proven. Uh, and I look at it and go, wow, there's so many things that are just amazing that I, I have to have faith in God. Um, and so the fact that we can get a new infection and develop immunity to it and recover from it is just a miracle. Yeah, and that's a really tough question. <laughs> I, I have actually spent some time thinking about that. Uh, one occasion I was driving in Florida and I had just kind of an offhanded thought to, to uh, park my car and go for a walk. It was almost sunset and the sunset was nice. It was, you know, kind of an average sunset. Um, I don't know if there is such thing as an average sunset, but that's how it seemed. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and I had somewhere to go. So I was kind of like, oh, I don't know that, but, but. But then I decided to honor that, to honor that feeling, that sense. So I, so I stopped and I went for a walk. Within about five minutes, the average sunset turned into probably one of the top three sunsets I've ever seen in my life. And not only was it an amazing sunset, looking west from this bridge that I was on, it was a dazzling sunset with, you know, the... the hundred shades of, of cloud layers and the pinks and the golds and the oranges and just dazzling. So that's amazing to begin with. But then when I turn around and look the other way, there's a double rainbow, horizon to horizon, full arc 
from the ground up over the full arc of heaven and down to the ground on the other side. And it was just uh, beyond words, like glory and beauty beyond words. And, and it, it, it just it wrecked me because, because, you know, God is, he does those things just because he loves us. He does those things just because it's who he is. Like he, he is beautiful. He, beauty begets beauty. He creates beauty. It's, it's an integral part of who he is. And sometimes we, we try to answer like the why question. Well, well, well why does beauty exist? There's no why. It's, it's just because it's, it's beautiful. It's who God is. It doesn't serve a utilitarian purpose. It serves a purpose to stir our hearts and draw us to the goodness and the wonder and the majesty of God. And, you know, and he just wants us to encounter him. And he's filled the earth with glory to invite us to his heart. So the, the biggest moment is always kind of the same thing. It always has something to do with nature where you're somewhere and you see something unexpected. Uh, most recently, uh, I asked my kids, I said, hey, would you guys want to go rock hunting? They love rock hunting, just finding, looking fossils, just anything to do with creeks and rivers and the possibility of finding something magical. Uh, they're so fired up. And a buddy of mine asked me a question. He says, how far away are you willing to drive? Because there's one about an hour and 15 minutes away that is, I can't even describe of all the places I've ever been with my kids and they're outdoors all the time. He goes, this is the place. So sure enough, we go out there and we're on this country highway road and the GPS says turn left. And I look over and I see this little bitty tiny like a driveway for a country house and it's supposed to be a state park. I'm like, Oh, I, I don't know if this is going to be any good or not. This looks horrible. <laughs> we get over this crest and I'm like, this is it. This is reminding me of Jurassic park. Unbelievable. But I stay silent and my daughter, two daughters and one of my daughters goes, dad, what is this? This is amazing. I stay silent and I wait a little bit. Dad, what did we find? This is unreal. Second daughter jumps in talking the same way. And they, they said, Dad, can we come back? So we haven't been there 10 seconds. Can we come back? This is the greatest place on earth. We hadn't seen the creek. We hadn't gone to the rocks, nothing. We get down there. The rocks are unbelievable. The, the Sure enough, it's just like my buddy said, there's, you know, every type of rock that God ever created, it felt like in the same place. It was unreal. However, in that, I, can you believe God did this? And they're like, absolutely we can. And he exceeds our expectations every time. God certainly speaks through nature and how he shows up in his creation. But sometimes, if you're like me, you have fears while you're traveling. 
And big or small, realistic or unrealistic, God can certainly work through our fears. So in episode 59, Rachel Ampon joined us to talk about missions and marriage. In episode 78, Keith Clouton joined us to talk about some of the miracles that he experienced in travel. And then Heather Friesen, a volleyball player who injured herself by falling down a waterfall, talked about in episode 79 how this really made her reflect on her talents and what she was worshiping with them. Was it herself or God? And so these individuals are going to answer, what has been the biggest God moment in all of your travels? Oh, goodness. Um, well, there have been many. <laughs> um, I guess a more re- somewhat recent story um, of just an example of something that like a time where I was very anxious and God totally just like blew my anxiety out of the water. Just like, (laughs) you know, he took care of it all. So when I was traveling back to Ghana in December of 2018, that's, I was going to get married. And um, so I had to renew my passport like short, like just before that trip um, because it was going to expire. And so I was like, Oh, I just got to get my new passport and then I'll be good to go. I still, my visa is still good. And, um, so I got the new passport and then it was like a couple days before, um, my parents and I were leaving to go back. And I, so I had my new passport and then I was like, Oh, but my visa is in my old passport, but it's still valid, but I should just check and make sure like you can bring two passports, right? I'm not sure. And so, you know, I start going on the internet and look I just I don't know why I just started like worrying about that and so I was like scouring the internet and I kept seeing so many things that were like no it's not okay it has to be a current visa in a current passport it can't be you can't have two or whatever and I was like oh my goodness like I'm going to get married and I have no time to get a new visa in my new passport and (laughs) I was like they're not gonna let me in (laughs) what's gonna happen I'm like it was too late to do anything about it so we were like okay well let's just go and see what happens and like my so of course my worst nightmare starts like playing through my head like I'm gonna get to the border and they're gonna be like nope sorry you can't come and like you can't get married then (laughs) and so that whole like that travel was like so like anxiety filled I remember just like praying almost the whole time it was like a 24-hour trip (laughs) I was just like constantly praying and like just like reading scripture trying to like (laughs) like make myself feel like at peace and just being like God please let this work out and so I was so anxious and so worried and then we get to the airport in Accra and I'm it's my turn to go up to the immigration officer at the border control and um so I walk up and I was just like, okay, I'm just going to hand him both passports and just not say anything. Just, you know, like just say my visa's in this one. Here's my current passport. And so he started asking me questions like, okay, what are you doing in Ghana? And so I was like, well, I'm actually here to get married. And he was just like, oh, what? This is wonderful. <laughs> and he was like, he was just like, oh, where, like, where are you getting married? Am I invited? Oh my goodness, this is the best thing ever. And he, like that, like the immigration officer is the one that like stamps your passport and says like, okay, they write in like, you have this many days that you're allowed to stay in the country for or whatever. 
And he was like, I'm going to give you double the amount of time that we give everyone because this is just such a wonderful thing and what a celebration. <laughs> and I was like, this could not have turned out better. This was the nicest man. Like, I probably got the nicest immigration officer in the whole place. <laughs> I was just like, wow, God, okay. So <laughs> all that worrying for nothing and like, wow, God is so good and like places the right people in your path at the right time. <laughs> There have been many, many, many God moments, I have to say, uh, uh, too. Let me briefly tell you one uh, that, that was definitely a God moment. Um, this was, yeah, in fact, I can tell you the year. The year was 2006. Uh, we had 47 people booked on a tour we were doing. Now, I, we're living in Alberta. For a tour we were doing to uh, Newfoundland and the, the Maritimes of Canada. And uh, most of our group were actually from Alberta. In other words, there were people who knew that I was running the tour and there were Christian friends and so on from, from Alberta. There were, there were a number of Americans as well. We had several people from America who'd been on tours with us to Australia and other places. And some of them had said, we want to join this tour that you're taking to uh, Newfoundland and, and, uh, and the Maritimes. So we had it all planned. Uh, for our, Alberta, for our Alberta group, we were going to fly by uh, a local airline, WestJet, from Calgary across to Halifax, Nova Scotia, and then we would take uh, buses from there. Um, and uh, then, oh, and then, but coming back, we were going to depend on another little airline from St. John's, Newfoundland, back to Halifax called Canjet, C-A-N-J-E-T, Canjet. And so we had booked with Canjet for our whole 47 people uh, back to Halifax, and then they would split, and our Alberta people would come back with WestJet to Calgary. On this day, this was about three weeks before our tour was to leave, I was working at my computer, and my wife called me to lunch. She said, Keith, it's, I've got lunch ready, and I'm always faithful in in responding to a <laughs> to a request for food and lunch to immediately drop what I'm doing. And I could have done that. For some reason I you know, I just clicked on my computer onto just the news network and uh, which I would not normally bother to do because I was going to lunch and this is the middle of the day. It was just about twelve o'clock. And the words hit me like this can jet is pulling out, going belly up, and out of all of their their commercial airline flights. I said, what? So I immediately, I called Nari, and I immediately called Canjet. And I said, listen, I'm just noticing something here on my computer, that you're no longer running flights. And we, you have, you have a group of 49 on one of your flights in about three weeks. And I go, they said, we're sorry, Mr. Clouton, that we've, as of today, there are no more flights. We're cancelling all flights. Uh, no more flights. We're just going concentrating now on different kinds of travel, but no commercial. Oh. Well, what to do? I mean, we cancelled lunch, obviously. But I called WestJet and uh, that was giving us our trouble as far as Halifax. And I spoke to the, the 
special guy that I'd worked with was WestJet on uh, groups. And I said, I'm in trouble, I told him. He said, yeah, he said, I've just heard that news too. He said, it's red hot news, it's just come through. He said, let me see. He said, on the day that you want, which was I think uh, about the 1st or 2nd of October, he said, I've got two flights leaving that morning, uh, WestJet flights from St. John's back to Halifax. He said, how many seats do you need? I said, I don't know off the moment. So I said to Nari, quickly, go through the list, find out how many seats we need from uh, St. John back to Halifax. And she quickly left, she said, 36. So I called the guy back and I said, listen, I said, I need 36 flights on your first flight. He said, wait a minute. He said, Keith, he said, it happens. I have 36 seats available at this moment on that first flight. He said, I've got more on later flights, but he said, I've got exactly 36. I said, that's exactly what we want. He said, you've got them. He said, Keith, you've got someone up there that's working for you. He said, all the public phones now here are running off the hook with people all calling, wanting to cancel their flights and find WestJet flights all through. He said, uh, he said, someone's working for you. And so that to me, when I shared that with our group on tour, they, they all said, wow, God, it was wonderful. I said, what else? But, but God could have put that into my mind that morning at that moment to make that, uh, to check my computer on the news and that uh, God helped to follow us through. To me, that was a God moment. Yeah, I, that's, I love that question so much. Um, so I could point to many, um, but one thing that I think sticks out to me is, as I mentioned, I went and trained in Sweden after I graduated from University of Hawaii, and I'd never been to Sweden before. It was kind of just this random thing that I was doing with this coach I met in Hawaii, um, but I was there for a couple months, and I didn't know the language. I look Swedish because I'm tall and blonde, so people <laughs> would speak Swedish to me, and I would just give them a blank look and say, I'm sorry, I only speak English. <laughs> um, but what was really cool about that was I, I felt like I was pretty much just on my own, and it was just like me and Jesus on this journey in Sweden, <laughs> and because I would be like on the train going somewhere. I couldn't use my phone because I didn't have a international plan. So wasn't on my phone. I would just sit there, listen to the people around me, but they were speaking Swedish. So I didn't know what they were saying. So I, I just spent a lot of time um, with God. And that was truly, truly awesome. Um, and <clears throat> in fact, when I was in Sweden was when I made the the decision on my own finally to go to just a christian church and um <clears throat> not a catholic church and i i think that was um that was just really helpful for my personal growth in and with my faith with god um i i i had to travel like an hour and a half to get to this church and i was on my own and i was so scared i wasn't going to make it but that moment was very pivotal for me because um, it was like I was finally taking a step into making my faith and my relationship with God my own. So um, I'm really thankful for that time. 
even though I didn't know Swedish, I got to spend time with Jesus. And that was just a really, really, really sweet time. So yeah, that's what stands out to me. <laughs> well, as you can see, we have fears and sometimes they're realistic, sometimes they're not. But in either case, God has shown up in miraculous ways. And he also shows up through worship. Now, worship can be in the church setting or through prayers. And so the next three individuals, their biggest God moment was in the setting of worship. In episode 72, Jenna Erlinson joined us to talk about an allergic reaction she experienced in Scotland and how she was able to share her testimony through that experience. In episode 94, AJ Medley talked about how we are to embrace uncertainty, and it's something we're called to embrace when we travel. And in episode 99, Ben John talked about how we can engage the world through a Christian perspective. So without further ado, these three individuals experienced God through worship, and they are here to answer the question, what has been your biggest God moment in all of your travels? been praying about this for a couple of days to see like what God wanted me to share and this is a story it's very personal um but it's it's been a huge change of our life and it's um it happened on May 23rd 2013 and we were going to LA and my husband had just gotten so I told you before he was a youth ministry major in college and he did his internship in Berlin mm-hmm. when we graduated we decided we're like barely older than high schoolers we did not feel mature enough to shepherd them <laughs> or be in charge of them so he he did other things and then got a degree in computer animation and one of the things about having a degree in computer animation is you can't live in the middle of cornfields of Ohio and get a job okay. so we were checking out LA my brother lives there so we were gonna go visit him see if we loved it hated it we're okay with it to make a big move out that way and see if that's where God was taking us next with Josh's career so we sat in the airport before we left and we knew this was a big trip and that something was gonna happen we were gonna make a decision okay we're ready to move out to LA which was for me terrifying um and exciting at the same time and and just figure out what's what's next in our life so we sat in the airport before boarding we prayed and I remember what we said we didn't say like help us decide if LA is where we're gonna go it was help us decide if now's the time for my husband to leave his job and move for something else so we prayed that prayer all excited God's gonna do something cool we get to LA and literally five hours later out of nowhere, my husband got a call that his job was just gone. What? Yeah. <laughs> so we're like, okay, God, that was that was a little more direct <laughs> than, <laughs> than what we were expecting. But at the same time, thank you, God, for um, just making it easy. We didn't have to think about it. He just made it. <laughs> we asked them, make it really clear. And God said, okay, bye job. <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> um you know, and it was kind of nice that we were on vacation when that happened because then we could uh, really just enjoy the vacation and not have to worry about, you know, getting back in time or what's waiting for me at work. In all the places that I've been, um, especially during my travel abroad um, experiences, 
um, I actually went to church and became a part of the, the church community there. And when I say it's just so helpful in, you know, being um, involved or immersed in the culture there, I would say that's one thing. So for anyone who may consider, you know, having an extended stay while you're in any part of the world, if you can get involved um, in a church community, I think it's so helpful because, you know, you get some guidance, you get new friends, and, you know, it helps you to become grounded in that area. Good question. Um, (laughs) uh, So... What I would say maybe biggest God moment has been, so I was, um, I went to Memphis um, on a Sunday before the conference, we were, we were thinking, okay, which church do we want to go to? And my friends that I was with, there was three of us and they were like, let's go to this church. I hadn't heard of it, but they had seen some of the talks online and things like that. So we went and I was, I was, I was like, we've got to make sure we get invited for lunch. Um, afterwards <laughs> so we went to the service and then afterwards we were kind of just lingering I was like let's just you know we'll linger and just kind of you know loiter at the back and maybe someone will invite us for lunch and um we ended up we nearly gave up and then someone said um I won't try and do an American accent but they um they <laughs> kindly invited us to their friend's birthday lunch out at a restaurant somewhere uh, in the town and um, we went and basically ended up spending the whole day with them. And in the evening, we ended up at, back at one of their one of their houses, and we were like praying for one another, um, and speaking into one another's lives and encouraging one another. And at one point, even my friend was like, "I really feel called to um, wash your feet to the person whose um, birthday it was," and. Um, and it, the main way I'm saying it now maybe sounds all oh, that just sounds quite intense, like you know Christians being a bit intense. But actually, it was just like it was such a real special day, and it was kind of all started because we uh, went to the church. And when we realised that wherever you're from, whoever you are, whatever background you have, if you're in Christ, you're 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 we're one family, um, mm. you know. And so. Uh, that was, I think, a huge testament uh, to that. These individuals certainly experienced God through worship and prayer, but these last individuals found him in the airport. So in episode 91, Mikel Del Rosario talked about how we can engage with Gen Z. In episode 38, Vanna Johnson joined us to talk about how we can have healthy habits while traveling. So without further ado, what has been your biggest God moment in all of your travels? So there was one time I was trying to get to Canada, and it was really quite uh, complicated where I was supposed to fly from Sacramento to Washington, meet other speakers who were there, drive with them into uh, British Columbia to speak at a church in Coquitlam. And long story short, that wasn't going to happen because that flight got canceled and there was no way I was going to be able to meet them and they were just going to have to leave without me. And so I was like, oh God, I'm going to miss this conference. And there is no way I can get to speak now because I can't be in, in Washington to, to meet these guys and drive over the border with them. So all of a sudden, this, this one woman motions to me to come over to the desk. And she said, where are you trying to go? And I said, I'm 
actually not going to Washington. I need to go to Vancouver. Now, if I bought a ticket to go to Vancouver, it would have been hundreds of dollars more, which is why I bought a ticket to go to Washington and meet these guys um, on, the, on the border and drive over. So then she takes my ticket and gives me a ticket to Vancouver. And she says, if anybody asks you, I couldn't help you here, capiche? I'm like, okay, <laughs> thank you. And then, and then she closed the, the, the kiosk and didn't help anybody else. And I'm like, well, thank you, God. <laughs> that was amazing. Um, so little things like, like, I don't know why she, uh, she just singled me out like that, but little things like that remind me that God's, God's watching out for, for me. And, and if he did call me to go to Canada to do that talk, that he was going to make a way for me to do it. And that I, that's why I didn't miss it. Awesome. Oh, the biggest God moment. You know, part of me would love to say it was, you know, that day standing on the beach or that time at the top of the mountain where I could see forever. Uh, but I really think the biggest God moment for me has been, I was on my way home from a conference one time and my flight had been delayed and it was a really early morning and I got to the airport and I got stuck, if you will, in the middle seat uh, at the very back of the plane between these two guys. And I was like, oh, really? <laughs> and that turned out to be one of the most amazing conversations I've ever had, much less ever had on an airplane. And <laughs> to me, that was God filling in a space of something I just really needed in my life. And he brought these two strangers and plopped them on either side of me and just opened my eyes to things that it wasn't about him, but it was about things that I mean, it was, it didn't, it wasn't overtly about a, a Christian based conversation, mm. but it was a conversation that helped me open my eyes to things that I, I wouldn't have thought about before. And it really was beautiful. So not exactly what you probably thought you were going to get, but I think the people he brings into our lives all the time, if mm. we're open and aware um, that he, he does it all the time and traveling just kind of opens that horizon just a little farther than our, our own little circle. God certainly has shown up for these individuals and I know he has shown up for you as well. And that's why if you would go ahead and comment below or send me a message about some of the biggest God moments you have personally experienced in your travels, we'd love to hear them. You can also head to our Facebook Instagram, etc., to comment on this episode or share it with a friend uh, so that they can hear how God is certainly working all around the world. Um, and in addition, in a couple of weeks, I will be at the Lifeway Collegiate Conference in Nashville. If you are interested in seeing me, connecting with me, you can connect with me there. Very exciting times. Additionally, we are we have a goal for this year for 2021 and that is to have 100 podcast reviews. If you have a friend, a family member, anyone you can share our podcast episode with and ask them to leave a review, that would be much appreciated. Um, the more reviews we have, the more people that we can have our content in front of and we appreciate your support and all of that. 
again, thank you so much for listening and for your ongoing encouragement over the past two years. I am so thankful for you because you are one of the biggest blessings in ways that I've seen God through my podcasting, and I thank you so much for that. Until next time, safe travels and God bless.